Thanks for joining us in this episode of BRM Brown Bag. I'm your host Suresh GP from Top Solutions, <clears throat> and we are into the episode number twenty-six of BRM Brown Bag. Today, I have a, a good friend and esteemed guest joining um, with uh, joining who does not require introduction, but I would like to make a um, uh, a call out. So we have De- we have Daryl Hetman who is the senior director of POS program at Discount Air and has been in that industry for a quite number of years. In fact, 25 years with Discount Air. So let's have him on board and ask him his journey about BRM and what was his uh, takeaway. Thanks so much, Daryl, for joining us today and uh, sharing your insights to our viewers. Morning, Suresh. How are you? Excellent. Very good. So why don't you get kind of get started as to uh, tell us a little bit about background on and and for us today for our viewers the theme today is on BRM the land of opportunity I I love the theme uh, Daryl because we typically start associating our roles with uh, a particular role and we keep on progressing towards the role but in a True sense, you have been a BRM, you have now played diversified roles in your existing organization. So it has landed you in different opportunities, which I think our viewers will stand to gain a lot because it's, it's at the end of the day to look at the entire ecosystem and see what else the BRM role, the capability and discipline can help us lead. So why don't you give us a little bit of introduction about yourself and your journey so far and uh, what's your current role with this uh, contract? Yeah, I think uh, the BRM role, uh, when you think about it, really is an introduction to go just about anywhere you want to go. Sure. Um, and so I, I started with Discount Tire 25 years ago. I started as a developer. I was uh, you began working on our point of sale system at that time. It went live in 2001. Right. And I was I was an architect and project manager for that. So that's a little over 20 years ago that, that went live. Um, I went on to manage the programming department went into architecture, uh, quite a few various roles. And then in about 2012, 2011, we decided to implement SAP. Right. And that was a huge transformation for us. We were a pretty, um, we're privately held and it's a pretty small company at that time. And so uh, implementing something like SAP was a pretty big deal. And one of the things that we did as part of the OCM process was to implement the BRM capability. Right. And so... Having been around for quite a long time, um, and I knew a lot of the players, I knew a lot of the systems. Um, our CIO at the time asked me to take on that role for IT. We had BRMs for each of the different business segments, so our supply chain, HR, uh, business operations, uh, store operations, all had bros. We called them bro, business relationship owner, not manager. Manager has a particular meaning for us, but. Um, I would try to refer to it as BRM. So the CIO asked me to take on that role. And, you know, sometimes when the CIO asks you to do something, you just do it, right? Yeah. And that's that's sort of morphed into, over time, we can get into it a little bit later. But right now, I've had the opportunity to now lead our current point of sale program, right. which is replacing that same point of sale 20 some odd years later. Um, it's the largest program our company's ever taken on. I've been on the program now for just over two years, two and a half years. And um, we're, we're working up to our store one. So in the next right. next month or so, we're hoping to roll out to our first store. Excellent. So give us a little bit of uh, insight about 
you played a lot of roles as you started in your career from a developer to an architect towards that so from an it perspective has has the the flavor of brm elevated you uh, with your rich experience so how do you complement your technical capabilities with the brm because a lot of times i see people ask this question do brms need to be technical enough because you have done it you have done it from the base so you have a lot more ground on the it capability part of it so how has it helped to move into that new roles and capabilities and how from the time that you started being a developer on the pos program pos towards running this as a program how do you see that brm has helped you on that journey yeah i think a lot of the tools that you get in from being a brm are critical to just growing as a professional i think it's and i i use it in fact i just suggested the brm uh, brmp class to somebody for professional growth not that they're necessarily going to be a brm correct but there's a lot of tools that are available building relationships communications um identifying stakeholders and sort of all those tools are in there for a lot of roles not just for being a brm right. and perhaps i should say differently perhaps i'm being a brm all the time right in all of those roles regardless but i think the biggest thing that it did for me was was helping to build the relationships that put me in places where people um saw me as as having the ability to have take an opportunity when the opportunity came available and then some of those opportunities led into becoming more of a business person rather than a technician sure so like when we were implementing SAP we had never done a budgeting process for our corporate departments they had it, it, i shouldn't say never um but not as organized and and sort of official as it became after SAP so IT being the biggest budget in the company was asked to sort of be the guinea pig for budgeting in SAP I didn't have any accounting background but this bit because of my role as a BRM I was close to the CIO at the time and he said hey why don't you know why don't you take this on and I just, you know right. hey Charlie you know I don't have any background like that and he said yeah I think you can do it so I did and really what that did I now had got to establish a relationship with the CFO right um right I'm getting in front of the CFO getting credibility for not just IT but for myself and then also it gave me a different viewpoint. I came from development and I came then from architecture. And, you know, it's a very technical approach of making sure we had the correct technical uh, solutions that we're putting into place. This gave me a very different viewpoint, sort of the opposite viewpoint of what's how do we manage that now in cost? How does that affect other business areas? And it really turned me into more of a business person that works in IT. Right rather than an IT person trying to do business. And so I think all those aspects and all the BRN tools, especially the communications and understanding the stakeholders and um, the building the relationships, all were super key to making sure that happened. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great point that you said that about looking at becoming a business uh, person um, rather than just looking at an IT person looking at business. So from that particular perspective, as you evolve these roles you seem to be more on a strategic role so what does it take for a person who starts their career in it right as you rightly said the brm tools capabilities can be for any role that you play so how do you how does a person step up and go up in the in the value chain to become more strategic is it just based on experience is it just because you be in a company for a long period of time how do you make the transition because fairly there are a lot of people struggle in this space 
not everyone likes to go into that kind of understanding about the business part. So what is your take on that transition for someone who's getting into the journey, um, doing whatever role that they get picked up at, as part of their first job? How do they kind of navigate to become more strategic? Man, that's a, I wish I had a magic bullet for you there, Suresh. <laughs> but I, here's, here's, um, here's one, a couple of things. Um, first of all, I was looking at the, at the relationships and um, it, relationships across the organization. So when you're interacting with different areas of the business, even in a technical role, right. building those relationships with those people, those people are also going to be the ones that come up, right? right. And okay. the relationships that you have with all those people across the company are going to impact when when opportunities come up or when when we're trying to figure out who do I select for a particular role right um, the more people know your name and the more people know your work the more likely you're going to get asked to do this this next thing right. and I think the other thing is from from my side I like to tell people that I, I don't know I think I've been in 10 different jobs or 11 different jobs in 25 years at discount tire and that happened because of the, the relationship stuff I talked about, but also because when somebody came along, CIO or somebody else came along and said, Hey, I know you're doing X, Daryl, but I would like you to do Y. And I just said, yes. Good. And, you know, if I've been in 11 jobs, eight or nine of them, I had no idea what I was getting into. Right. And you, and people had faith in me. If they're asking you to do the job. They right. believe you can do it right. They're right. not going to be successful if they're asking you to do it, if you're not. So um, you should have the support system in place. So I think, it's it's building relationships and being willing to take a chance when that opportunity comes up and maybe recognizing that opportunity doesn't always say opportunity on the front right right, right. sometimes it just looks like more work correct 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 and and do you yeah, think yeah. that over the journey Daryl, that you would solicit more of a, a mentor to guide uh, someone in the process or do you think that it's more about a peer to peer uh, relationship and colleague kind of bouncing ideas how do you think someone and it's just general right any organization as a person wants to um, improve themselves and go up what are some of the attributes that you would suggest um, to to make it count and also another important area is is it still worth spending time in an organization because people, a lot of people think that after three four years okay it's time for me to just shift gears so give us a little bit of perspective because today i'm seeing this is a big struggle People just are not very clear about doing it. So you have done that. And now you have all the legitimate rights to tell people how you went about <laughs> mentorship and uh, getting this uh, uh, done. Well, I, I, I think there's a lot. There's there's peer-to-peer. -peer, but I think if you can have a mentor that is higher up in the organization that can help you understand what is it we're looking for at an executive level, right? right. And take as, as high up in the organization as you can get. Um, right now, I'm, I'm, I have a few different mentors. One is our chief corporate officer um, and our chief um, marketing officer. So uh, in addition to the CIO. Right. So I have, I have a few CIO or C-level folks that I'm, I'm doing mentoring with, but I hope that a lot of C-level folks will be open to mentoring those folks that are really the up-and-comers and helping to teach them what it takes is it's not something you can learn in school sure. and you know it's not something you're necessarily going to learn from a peer so right. i think if you can have that opportunity to get a c-level or close to c-level mentorship relationship going that's that's um really where you want to go but again i think it all goes back to 
the communications and the relationships that we talked about when you're in those discussions with different groups across the organization um take a minute to to actually have a conversation with people not just you know if you're a bsa you go get requirements or if you're a pm you go get your schedule but take a few minutes to get to know people and right. you know start building that actual relationship with them and then you can work into some even informal it does, everything doesn't have to be formal sometimes mentoring is informal right 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 and i think from the flip side when when i'm talking to people i'm looking for those opportunities to coach yeah. and if i see somebody that might need help then i'm trying to provide that back into the environment as well so right. um just doing it openly both directions yeah absolutely i think that's a great point that you mentioned about having mentors and and also i think um there there is there is it's a journey right it's a kind of a marathon that you have to kind of stay intact and believe in the process um look out for the opportunities that has been provided to kind of nail it and it, it changes gears now how did you connect up with brm institute and 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 what's been your experience so far i mean i know that sometime before you were also an executive i mean uh, uh, the council vice chair so uh, just about brm institute and how has that helped you in that overall journey yeah um so when i was asked to do the brm role i didn't know anything about it and, right. You know, we kind of knew what a consulting company said, hey, you should implement this this capability. So, um, like I said, we were at the near the end of the SAP implementation. I wasn't working very much directly on the SAP implementation, but the other people that were asked to be BRMs were deeply involved in it. So I had some time to do some exploring and and that exploration, I ran across BRMI, BRM Institute. And uh, they had a course. And uh, eventually we had the course come on site. We had Vaughn Merlin. If you awesome. I mean, people probably know the legendary yeah. Vaughn, we had the fortunate, uh, we were very fortunate to get Vaughn to come out and teach us the class. And we all got our certifications. And then coming out of that, I was asked to join the, the BRM uh, as a vice chair on the BRM council with a few other people that from different companies. Right. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of that got me, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I'm not a great outgoing person. I'm pretty uh, internal. I'm pretty a shy right. person by nature. Um, but that helped me, you know, we did conferences and I, you know, it got me to speaking at some of our conferences. Um, just getting up in front of people and getting an idea that some of the things that I do and I know and some of my experiences, people might even actually care about, right? I don't, it's. Um, and so we're just getting to talk about some of those things and I think building relationships across, again, I mean, I keep going back to this theme of building relationships, right? Building relationships across different companies and understanding how they were implementing the same capability helped us figure out what we should actually be doing with the capability. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in terms of, um, uh, what factors, you know, as you started to accept the BRM role, and I, you know that a lot of times you don't have all the information, you just jump in with a with a yeah, yeah. blind faith and and stuff. But uh, from a personal attribute standpoint, Daryl, what do you think were some of the factors that drove you to accept BRM? Is that some kind of personal attributes that you thought was really um, making you to move that uh, front to accept that? position wholeheartedly did you do the kind of uh, analysis on that 
Yeah, that was a that was kind of a jump for me because it was very again it was very different than where I came from being a being an architect and coming from development. So you know, I had a I had a lot of different thoughts about it. I we had a role before called process owner, which was um, kind of prioritizing. It was the job of prioritizing projects right. and prioritizing work. And I had been doing some of that in addition to my architecture work. Um, so when the CIO asked me to take this on. Um, I, I was a little hesitant because I was a technician. So one of the things I was concerned about is I kind of know where I can go in architecture in terms of growth and, you know, how that sort of leads into leadership. But what I didn't understand was if I go take on this BRM role, it's brand new. There's no organization behind it. There's no obvious growth path to it. What's my growth path look like? And he said, he said a couple of things to me that, um, I thought the second one was pretty profound. The first one was pretty simple. At some point, it's probably going to grow enough that there'll be a manager, it'll be a department, and so some management will come out of it. But the second one was the most important one, and that was um, in this position as the IT BRM, anybody that wants anything from IT is going to come through you. Right. So you're going to be the doorway into IT, and that's, I don't, he said to me, I don't know what opportunities that's going to drive, right. but it's going to drive something. Right. And probably multiple things because everybody's going to come through you. You're going to get relationships with everybody that wants anything from technology. Um, and in my experience, that's pretty much exactly what happened. Right. Um, you know, we let it, again, it led into doing the finance and then it led into some other roles. Um, so, I, you know, I think that was really understanding what the growth pattern can be and then trusting Rich, or CIO at the time, trusting that what he said was going to be true. And and uh, it it worked out. So I think, again, taking that leap of faith and saying yes. And then, you know, it's up to you after that. What do you do? Sure. How do you build the relationships? And how do you look for those opportunities and, and pick the right ones? Sure. So in terms of let's go a little bit about on the relationship part, and you've been, um, you've been telling it, uh, reinforcing that aspect of relationship. Uh, now, there's different kind of relationships, right? So there's a few things that we need to get some of the things done at that level. And you talked a little bit about communications between different stakeholders at, at a level of bottom to that. Um, in your opinion, towards building a relationship uh, with your stakeholders, what do you found to be the most challenging part when you build a relationship? Because not everybody is going to be conducive to say yes to you and embrace you with both arms so over the years, as you started to develop relationships, did you find a pattern of what works, what doesn't work, and how you should be focused on relationship with everybody? Is it that you pick and choose about it? How do you go about this whole thing? Because it could, you could spend a lot of time on building relationship that could prove to be futile. So how do you play that uh, game in terms of, I don't want to be opportunistic, but you know, I want to make sure that I, I do the right things for the right purpose. So how did you go about, what are some of your learnings from building the relationships? You know, I think a lot, a lot goes back to our company philosophy and our, you know, we have a thing called the discount tire management system and our whole, we're a very in-person company. Right. And, you know, the last couple of years has been pretty challenging for us having people remote and we're trying to get people back in the office. But I think, um, really getting to know people. And I, I think it's really understanding 
uh, you know, you, uh, go back to with them. What's in it for me, right? right. If right. you don't understand much about the person, you're not going to understand right. what's in it for them. And it's always going to be about how do I, how do I talk to the person and figure out I need something, you need something. Right. What's that common ground, and how do we how do we make movement on that common ground? And I think it's having a genuine relationship. And you know, you, I know p- things about people's kids and their grandkids, and right. you know who's going to school where. And that doesn't mean everybody ha- I'd have that relationship with everybody, but I think it's the approach of uh, being comfortable getting to know people in that way. Um, and then they have to be comfortable with you if you're if you're gonna take a next step and, and really do great things together. It's important to, to, um, to know something about each other. You can, so you have to build trust. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So for us as a final part, what are some of the key takeaways is for someone who's um, who looking to be a BRM or even looking at some of the toolkits that could help them in the journey of career progression? Uh, what would be your takeaways that you would, present in your from your experience your journey so far i think um going back again i think relationships is the key to everything um and communication is the key to that relationships are trust and communication helps build trust and then i think everything gets done through that trusting relationship if you really want to get business done um trust is is the basis of it and relationships are built on that so you you go help get the relationships built and then it's up to you after that what you do with those i think the second one is don't be afraid to say yes no people are going to ask you to do things and uh sometimes it's going to be more work and sometimes it's going to be things that you may be uncomfortable i'm not suggesting anything that you know you should be doing the wrong stuff but i'm saying sometimes this puts you in an uncomfortable position where maybe you're not sure of what the work is or what it's going to entail um, I'd say don't be afraid to say yes to things and and jump in with both feet and learn them and and go. Right. And that goes to the next the next one, which is just don't be afraid to try new stuff. Um, yeah. If someone's asking you, they they believe you're going to be successful because their success is also going to be based on yours. I won't ask people to do different things if I don't think they can do that. And I think that's that's important to keep in mind that my success is built on those I'm asking to do things and. That's true of everybody else. And then finally, I, I think um, look for those opportunities because they don't always see opportunity on the back of the jersey. Yeah. And sometimes it says something different, right. and you, you have to you have to go back to say yes and jumping into something new in order for those opportunities to actually come to fruition and turn into something good for everybody concerned. Yeah, that's a great point, and you you, you summarized it pretty well in terms of. Um, first say yes and then we'll figure it out how to go about doing it like what Richard Branson says right you have to first say yes and you'll figure it out an opportunity as an entrepreneur to go there and accomplish that so that's a very important part the second part is also about moving away from your comfort zone as you said like becoming comfortable in being uncomfortable so that way there is a lot more uh, things about okay let's let's do something I mean I like the way that uh, Jeff Bezos says that uh, in, in in his ages of 80 if he if he looks back, he doesn't want to have regrets. So it's one way of looking at it. We have tried everything uh, rather than just whether it worked or not. That's a secondary part of it. But at least you attempted that, which that's kind of a satisfaction that you get. And and as a BRM, I think the overall um, construct is, as you rightly said, it's not just about 
whether you play the role of a BRM as a designation, but irrespective of what role you play, these tools, techniques, and strategies will come in handy, right? My final question is, um, from an IT perspective, how important is BRM role and uh, what are the opportunities for people to um, move in that particular career path? I think it's absolutely critical. I think the engagement part with our business is absolutely critical. Um, we've actually, the, the role has changed a lot in our new CIO uh, that started in 2020. He doesn't even really call it BRM or BRO. It's it's the the formalization of BRM is sort of dissipated, but he brought in people at senior director, at my level, senior director and vice president levels to do that engagement at the highest level with our business now. So sure. I think it's absolutely critical that we have people that can influence our business for technology right. and people that can help them understand how to prioritize some of the, you know, some of the work that they're asking for and then help help give them guidance at the highest level, at the C level, right? We have our our uh, engagement folks are engaging at the C level to make sure from the absolute strategic level, we're driving the right work at the right time to make sure we're achieving those business results that we need. So um, I, I think it's absolutely critical. And for those companies, I, to me, this is the ultimate implementation of BRM is when we have people at the talking at the C level, Right. that are sitting at the strategy table, truly sitting at the strategy table, and they're carrying vice president titles and senior director titles. I think that's the ultimate implementation because now you've truly achieved that strategic partner that everybody's seeking to get to. Awesome. That is a great way to summarize that. You BRMs have a, an opportunity to become the directors and vice presidents to get a seat at the table, and that's a fitting way to... Uh, look at this episode. So thank you so much, Daryl, for sharing your insights. And that is Daryl uh, Hitman, uh, the Senior Director for POS Program at uh, Discounter. I hope you all enjoyed this um, conversation as part of the BRM Brownback. I look forward to seeing you all in our next episode of BRM Brownback. Until then, uh, watch these series and start commenting and what areas of topic that we want to cover. I hope that you all know now BRM is a land of opportunity. So wherever you have been here, it can take you beyond. So thank you so much for that. And thank you, Teril, again, once again for your time today. Thanks, Rush.